We love a little bit of drama around here. Secrets, affairs, backstabbing, betrayal. Prime Video has it all included. Like the new history-bending love story, My Lady Jane, and the sexy romantic new movie, The Idea of You, starring Anne Hathaway. Or add-on channels like Max for drama-filled favorites like HBO original The White Lotus. Find your happy place. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy Collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra and on-trend hues like green, citron, and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriassecret.com. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. St. Bonaventure Mission works to provide Navajo families with many of the things people never think about. Whether it's fresh water, clothing, or many other necessities, St. Bonaventure Mission provides support to the Eastern Navajo Reservation. The mission is often the last and best hope in their struggle to survive among poverty and hardships. So please go to this website and make your donation to St. Bonaventure. It's stbonaventuremission.org. Your donation will go a long way in providing much-needed everyday items people may take for granted. St. Bonaventure VentureMission.org. Live from the Mercedes Benz Interview Lounge. <laughs> he hasn't even started and I'm laughing. <laughs> Daniel. He's All right. so funny. Chris DiStefano's here. Already has Daniel laughing. Yes. Sorry. What did he say? I don't know. He was talking about how he's always moving and why he's always moving, but the reasons are so stupid that it's funny. Yeah, so no, I just don't know how to build. I don't know how to build stuff. Like, my, I don't, I'm not handy. <laughs> My girlfriend, the mother of my children, she's... The other day, I walked in and she was putting up sheetrock. <laughs> wow. I, I swear, and I, I didn't like really know what to do. I felt like pretty like emasculated. I was like, how do I help? And I, I went to the kitchen and I made two lemonades. There you go. I, that's helpful. That's, yeah. went, that's very 50's helpful. housewife. That's so what I, I am. Uh, so, so Chris was saying during the song, he and his family, with the mother of his children, his girlfriend, and three children, by the way. Yes. They move every two years. Yep. That, I would I would stick a fork in my eyeball yeah. if I did it. Why? She's very mad at me for constantly moving. But then, you know what it is? I have a great place on Staten Island. Love, love Staten Island. Shout out Staten Island. Um, I, uh, I need to walk. I need to be able to walk to a store. Okay. I got to be able to walk to a store. I get that. Get a coffee, get a bagel, start thinking. Get, and I can't walk anywhere where my house is. So I said... Babe, we got to move to a place where I can walk to a store. What made you move the first, the time before that, though? <laughs> I don't know. You didn't want to be near stores. I didn't, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It was the pandemic, and, you know, I was just like, she she wanted a backyard. And I was like, all right, let's go get a backyard. And she wanted a pool, so I was like, all right, let's get a pool. But then I was like, I got to clean the pool? 
I don't want to okay. clean the pool. So now you live nowhere near stores. So right. now you're ready to move to a place near stores? Now I'm ready to move to a place near stores. I'm moving back to Queens, where my mom, where I grew up. Right. I'm moving back to Queens. My mom is like 10 minutes away. And I'll, and I'll just be able to walk to stores and, you know... It'll be fun. Are you getting a pool? Another pool? No, no. I don't want to deal with. I don't want to deal with a pool. I don't want to deal with a backyard. I don't want to deal with any of this. I can't. I don't have. It's so. I felt like the house owned me. I didn't own the house. You okay. Know? And okay. I felt it, like I. I can't do it. And every day I'm in the fetal position, and it's emasculating when your girlfriend is like, "I'm the one. She's mowing the lawn. She's doing everything." And I'm like, "I'm going to do the homework with the kids." You know what? <laughs> I hear you doing the emasculating thing, but I don't think I'm not buying it. I think you love it. I think you love that she's out there putting up sheetrock and you're making lemonade. I think you're okay with that. Am I, I am. Am I calling you out? I am in the closet, yes. Chris Stefano <laughs> has been doing this for a while. It's not like an overnight success and he wakes up one morning like today learning he sold out his show at Radio City tomorrow. And of course, you're at the theater at Madison Square Garden on Saturday. Yes. Is the business of being a comedian a good thing right now? Is, is it a great time to be, be a comedian? Because being a comedian frightens the living hell out of me Listen, the thought of it right now i feel like being a comedian you have to just not care about what anybody says at all because i think the thing that we've realized is like you're always going to have somebody who gets offended by what you say who wants to take your livelihood away and cancel you and if you just continuously just if you just keep going and are not like a criminal then everybody <laughs> just shuts up they realize like they don't have the power that they think they have in cancel culture or whatever yes. it's like you just keep moving forward and you'll just get more fans but for me what i did is i got off the internet completely well, let's talk about this yeah listen to what he did what, what about a year ago yeah last uh, last august totally unplugged from social of course you'll see you have a great post all over social yeah. chris but someone else is doing that for you someone else is doing that for me i have my eight-year-old daughter no some, <laughs> someone else <laughs> someone else is doing it i've just delegated that responsibility to someone because I was like I'm on social media every day and I feel like it's like making me sick I'm comparing not only do I compare myself to others I was always comparing me to me and I would forget that I posted this picture of myself six months ago that was cropped lighting and it was the 10th picture and and then I and then I'm like oh look at how much happier I was back then but I'm forgetting that I wasn't happy back then I'm I was happy now but I was convincing myself that I wasn't so I was like let me just get off this completely like I, I read this quote by uh, uh teddy roosevelt he said comparison is the thief of joy and i was like that's all i'm doing that's this is a comparison tool or comparison comparing even my peer to my peers like i would go to a city sell out a show or have a good show even if it didn't sell out and be like oh, i'm happy but then i would see because the algorithm someone else was coming next week and they had five sold out shows or whatever and i'm like then that would make me feel wow so i was like let me just get off this and then i did and then next thing you know i was like hmm i eat too much i eat too late why am i always doing that and then little by little i started intermittent fasting and then a year later i'm like dropped like 40 pounds changed everything i still can't screw in a light bulb but i <laughs> i got you have a girlfriend who does that for uh, yes yes but i got much healthier mentally and physically. Okay, see what's going on here. And he, Chris and I were having a conversation where I said, look, I'm almost 60 years old and I'm to the point in my life where I, I don't know where this is going because we have a finite number of breaths left. He, you, at an earlier age, have figured out being self-aware is such an important ingredient that you, it's a gift you give yourself. Right. I feel like I could be eating better. I feel like if I get off social media, I'm going to go ahead and squelch all that bull crap out mm -hmm. and I'm going to live a better life. See, 
a lot of us don't stop and make the connections, but you did, and this is great. You're seeing a payoff. Well, I, I started to like talk to people who are older, like in my business, and I the common theme that I heard from them, moms and dads, like, you know, people who are on world tours and all that, you know, other comedians, they're all like, Yeah, you know, I would have done I wish I would did less shows because I missed so much of my kids' life. I kept hearing that and I was like, Man, I have little kids. I don't I don't want to miss their life and even if it means less money, I'll I'll be able to like spend time with them. But you know, my kids, that's the thing. It's like, I do that for them, but like, they don't care. Like I have, you know, I'm doing radio city tomorrow. My eight year old, they couldn't she, care less. No, she's mad at me. Cause she's like, I'm like, you excited about the, just yesterday morning. I was like, you excited about this weekend? She's like, no, because I had a play date at Rob's bowling alley on Highland Boulevard with Layla. And now I can't go. Cause you have stupid radio city. <laughs> We love, like, yeah. oh. we, love, we love Rabs. We've yeah. been there many times. Yeah, I was like, oh, I, I gave up thousands of dollars for you to I be here, and I guess, all right, I guess don't come. <laughs> <laughs> then you get all in. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, in, uh, as a parent, I mean, I, I, you're saying it's a great time to be a comedian, right? I, I read you say that somewhere. But what about being a parent? I assume being a parent, you must be as aware of them as you are of yourself when you try to better yourself. I mean, right. if you're, if I had three kids in the kitchen, I would pull my hair out, and most of it's gone anyway, and I'd be going a little crazy. But you have this unique way of reading the room with your kids, right? I kind of, with kids, I kind of am like, you know what? When we made the decision to have kids, I was like, I've already, in a positive way, blown up my life anyway. I'm already made it crazy. So it's like, whatever they do, is like I feel like a kid kids communicate through behavior. They don't communicate really through words. So when they're having like a rough day or or you know, they just won't do anything. It's like they're really just trying to say like dad, I'm hungry. I'm you know, I I, I had a bad day at school. So I just try to like talk to them as much as I can and try to figure it out. But if 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 they're having a bad day, we just are I'm like, you know what? This is part of being a parent. I I, I always try to go into it, especially like big days like if you go to like disney or you're out at the mall with them it's like they're not going to do what you want them to do what i've realized is like i try to only control what i can control in life and i really do feel like i cannot control my kids they're in charge oh not God. me so but that doesn't mean like i i let them like you know step on me i'm like they are dictating how this day is going to go not not me i think the parents that think that they're in charge you're not the kids are going to do whatever they want to do and you, you just what? have to keep them safe i'm hearing something here Am I wrong? No, I mean, to a point, you're right. Yeah. But, but, yeah. <laughs> Says the parent, <laughs> yeah. the other parent. Yeah. You know, you go through days where they are going to do what they, what they want to do, but I think, you know, I'm sure you set boundaries and of, stuff. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> of course. That's what no, I'm saying. No boundaries. Wanna, yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, whatever they want to do. Yeah. They shoot me with a paintball gun every time I walk in. I, I, I think that it, it's just for frustration levels. I yeah. feel like I would always find myself getting frustrated with my kids when I'm trying to make them do something that I want them to do and they're not going to do it. So it's like, how do I make it a game? How do I yeah. adjust things? You know, I mean, the devices, you know, trying to, you know, I try to get them off the tablets and devices, but it's like, it's a part of their world. So now yeah. I just try to limit it. I try to just mix it in with books. You know what I'm hearing here? What's this com this comedy thing is like, you're done with it? You should be a life coach. Uh, yeah. Me? I, I know, I know. No, 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 don't poo-poo it so fast there. Fine. Chris, you you really are speaking with a heavy, heavy, high yeah. amount of logic here. Well, I, I'm uh, I'm on mushrooms. 
Okay, yeah. there's that. <laughs> I just keep telling myself every time something bad happens in the house or I get frustrated, I'm going to miss this one day. Yes. I'm going to miss this one day. <laughs> yes, I always, I try to, I try to remind myself when I'm like, oh, I just, I wish my two-year-old was out of diapers or I wish my eight-year-old was just, you know, older so we could like, you know, she'd want to go to like a baseball game with me and then I'm like, no, 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 you got to stay in the present, oh. which each moment oh that it day. It goes fast. This is way too, way too logical for us. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I love that, you, okay, so you got into uh, better eating. You right. gave up social media, and you're right. finding that you're kind of you're you're owning your world, and here you are selling at Radio City. Isn't that funny how these things happen? The text message is so great. Listening to my favorite people in the morning with my favorite comedian, I love Chris. Saw him last year. He's down to earth, hilarious. Should let Chris know there are companies on Staten Island that can clean that pool yeah. and put those chemicals <laughs> in. True. You sold at Radio City, so you can afford it. <laughs> <laughs> Radio City costs a lot of money, by the way, to rent out. You don't it, make as much money as you think. It's true. <laughs> my favorite comedian, I can't believe you have him on. I can't believe you have Chris. He's my favorite. They love you. Oh, good. If you're just turning turning us on, Chris DeStefano is here. And uh, I remember when we first met you, it was what? 2019 is when I think I came in. I had a See? big, fat, bloated pumpkin head. No. Look at that. Look how sharp his mind was. He remembered a, a date. <laughs> I tried drinking every day. Just a big, fat idiot. So, so you're not into like like doing edibles and drinking? Oh, yeah, of course. I do it. I just try to do it. I just try to do it as much as I can in like a window. You know, like the intermittent fasting. Like I try not to go after six o'clock. I try to just shut it down no matter what, except like one day a week. Like after these shows, like... I mean, I mean, listen, after the shows on, you know, uh, Radio City Friday and then Theater and MSG Saturday, I'm going to feel such a pressure relief. Like, you know, I don't know what I'll do. I'll do heroin. I don't, no, I, you know, no. don't do that. No. <laughs> it's escalated quickly. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I'm just, I'll be excited and I'll eat and have fun. But I just try to stay like in these framework if I can. But I, you know, I mess up a lot, but I just, I, I just try to make like little changes. Okay. Question. Yeah. So uh, what makes you so funny? I mean, a dumb question. Let me ask it a different way. If you weren't you and you went to see you, what would make you laugh well, loudest? What is it that you do res- that's resonating with people and they say, hey, do that bit again where you talk about the blah, blah, blah. Because what makes it so funny? I, I, mean, I find you hilarious. I'll, I'll tell you where they don't find me hilarious. Kansas City. I'm selling no tickets at the Uptown Theater in Kansas City. Why? Well, how uh, come they don't like you out I there? I don't know. I don't know what I did to the good people of Kansas City. But they just don't, they're not, not buying tickets. So I'm, by the way, I'm coming. You're not going to make me cancel the show. I'm coming. I don't care if there's 10 of you there. I'm coming. I'll sleep at one of your houses. All, all seven of you are going to love yeah, the show. I will not cancel. Room to spread out. I don't know what makes, I think, you know what it is for me? Comedy is a actually, uh, it's like a defense mechanism. My sense of humor. I remember where I even started thinking about like, my mom was the one who told me, I remember being like eight years old, nine years old. And I was playing basketball, like a you know CYO, like youth basketball. And I I was I asked her, I was like, what what is my talent? What do you think my talent is? And I wanted her so bad to say like, your jump shot, you're a basketball player, you're going to be in the NBA. But you know I was sitting on the bench at nine years old. It's like it's not going to happen. And she was like, your sense of humor. And I was like, what? She was like, your sense of humor. That's what I think it is. And then I didn't realize that so many times, like she made me remember, like my parents were divorced, and my dad would call me like every night. A great father. He would call me. He lived on Staten Island. We lived in we lived in Queens, and he would call me, and he would call me killer. I remember he would always be like, "Where's my killer?" 
And I would hear his voice um, from my mom would say, honey, your dad's on the phone. And I would start to cry immediately because I missed him so much. Oh, but wow. I, but he was such an old school tough guy that like I had it in my head. Like you can't cry in front of a guy like this. So I would quickly just try to like breathe and then think of a joke. Think of something funny to tell him or a funny story I made up. But it was it, that was just like my defense mechanism because I didn't want him to think I was, I didn't want him to know that I was actually crying. And I probably had some little kid corny joke, but it was like my attempts always. And my mother would listen. She'd be like, I. You've always did. You've always done that. But you have to have the humor in there, or you can't find it. Yeah. But you did. Is your dad still around? Oh yeah, he's still around. Yeah, yeah dad, he, I don't know how, but that guy cried, is still around. Have you cried in front of your dad yet? And he has both feet, which is like if you would have told me <laughs> what fifteen what? years ago, my father feet. was not going to lose a foot from diabetes. I'd be like, oh, okay. I bet you a hundred grand he does. That guy's got two healthy feet. Um, <laughs> did you ever cry in front of your dad? My Since father. Um, have I cried in front of my father? That is a good question. No, I still haven't. Okay. I've cried in front of my mother many times, yeah. right. but I haven't. I have not cried in front of my dad. Well, you uh, don't have. You don't have. Yeah, to. I. You know what? I'm going to do that on stage tomorrow. No, no. <laughs> Six thousand people. I'm going to be like, you know what? Dad. Dad. This is for you. <laughs> oh, you know what? Don't say that. You're going to get triggered. Hey, Froggy, did you have a question for Chris? Yeah, I know that he's a huge, giant Luke Combs fan. I love that. Dude, I love Luke Combs. Um, I love country music. Um, I've Chrissy country music. I just got into it about six months ago. I'm late on the country train. So did Froggy. Dude, yeah. I'm in, Froggy. I'm in Morgan Wallen, Luke Combs. Um, T-Rat. T-Rat, I'm in on all of them. I, that one yeah. I don't know, but I will just... I'll, Thomas I'll post Thomas Rhett. Oh, yeah, Thomas Rhett, yeah. Wait. I listen to the same couple of things, but I yeah. love it. I'm, I'm in, and uh, yeah, shout out Luke Combs. So Froggy's doing something interesting, which I think we all can learn a lesson from. He's sort of maneuvering into a new lane where he's been on our show for so many years, but now he's in Jacksonville. He's the program director of the, the number one country station in Jacksonville. Oh. He's like Mr. Country Music now. All the stars love him. He's friends with all of the yeah. above. Really? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's wild how you can change lanes. Changing lanes in life is such an amazing gift you can give yourself. It really it truly is. It's is. fun, and it, and it also resharpens when you you kind of get bored in what you're doing. It resharpens you and kind of re-energizes your mind to start doing and learning other new things. There you go. Shout out Jacksonville. Isn't it the biggest city geographically in the U.S.? It is. It is the largest landmass city in the United States. What, what a weird... I know. I feel like that's... Do you, know, do you like, care about that? Are you like Jeopardy? Do you know a lot of stuff? It is, I, though. I, I don't right. know why I know that, but that's... Anytime I think of Jacksonville, I'm like, they have so much land, but like, that's... It they is. Just have you land. can drive for an hour and you're still in Jacksonville. You're yeah, like, well, like, how the hell am I still in Jacksonville? Well, but you are. We're on there. They're texting in. They want you to come to Jacksonville. I came to Jacksonville uh, last year. Where the hell were you? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're not doing social media and everything anymore. Mm -hmm. Right, you're off right. the internet. Do you feel like that's taking a big chunk of things to make fun of away from you? Because that's the best. I know. It, listen, it is, and I'll still like the guy who runs my social media will still send me stuff like, "Oh, take a look at this, whatever." So it's still in my life. I'm just not constantly on it all the time. But for me, my comedy is all about my family, and it's very autobiographical. So I, I read a little bit about the news each morning. I deleted the news apps too because I felt like, especially the the national news apps. Because it's I mean, all bad. It's, it's all, all negative. negative, you know, kind of like fear porn stuff. So I watch the local news. Shout out Rosanna Scotto. I watch hey, the local hey, news. Hey. I love Rosanna. That's who I watch in the morning because I'm like, it's about, you know, it's close to me. It's like they'll probably just, you know, do the stories that matter. And um, yeah, I, I talk specifically usually about my family. That's that's why I've, my only goals in comedy have ever been, I, the only reason I, because I was a physical therapist. So I liked being a physical therapist too. I like, you know, working with the people I worked with. But 
I always wanted to do do a show at Madison Square Garden, like the arena, like get to Madison Square Garden and make a sitcom about my dad. So those are my two goals. So if I can reach those two, I'm very comfortable with like, I don't have to do the, this thing forever. Like I'm all about like, you're only going to live once. So like, why not experience everything? I might go the first 50 straight, the last 50 gay. I don't know. It's possible. <laughs> <laughs> Leave your options uh, open. Smile. Smile. This is going to Rosanna Scotto. There you go. I knew it. There it is. <laughs> so okay, someone sent a text and asked him about about Rosanna Scotto, who happens to be my best friend in the world. Dude, I love Rosanna But I'm, I was like, well, I don't know if I want to ask him that blindly, because what if they're having this big yeah. fight? Of no, are you kidding me? Rosanna Scotto, she's, uh, she's had me come in there a few times, and um, I'm just... Rosanna Scotto... I swear, I'm not just saying this because you guys are here, but people like you, the Elvis Duran, the Z Morning Zoo, I would listen to like when I was just, I was a physical therapy student, 19, 20 years old, was like, I would love to be a comedian one day. And I, I, we talked, I talked about this last time. I remember listening to Dane Cook was on oh, and yeah. I was like, I was like listening to him. He was like sold out Madison Square Garden. He was here and I was like, what is that guy's life like? It must be amazing. And I was like, oh, if I ever got the opportunity to do that one day, oh my God. And then it came and I'm like, wow, I'm just sitting in the green room with Gary. It. But it was, which is fun. It's, Sorry about that. Yeah, I'm just, you know, we're just talking about house real estate in New Jersey. So it's not as glamorous as you think. But, 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 so true. but, but I, I was like that. And Rosanna Scotto listening, you know, I would watch her. That's who my mom would have on in the news in the morning. And I'm like, wow, all these people, like from my childhood, well, oh, whatever, adolescence, early 20s, when I was like, I had this like vision and dream to do it. And even if I don't hit like, you know, my biggest goals. I'm like, just the simple fact to be with some of you people, you know, in in my life. I'm like, oh, wow. Like, I actually said I was going to, I remember making the choice on the elliptical at Force Fitness in Ridgewood, Queens on Fresh Pond Road. I said, <laughs> I'm going to do comedy tonight. I'm sick and tired of thinking about it. I'm going to get on stage and do it. I'm just going to go do an open wow. mic and do it. Wow. Okay, and listen I remember to this. that moment. And then, listen yeah. to this. I'm telling you right now, life coach, it's where you're yeah. at. Yeah, <laughs> Rosetta Scott, by the way, if you're listening in Kansas City, uh, and the reason why you don't want to go see this guy is because he's talking about someone you don't know about, Rosanna Scotto. Uh, she's a huge, huge superstar here in New York City. She yes. hosts Good Day New York on Fox 5. Yes. She's fabulous. So now, if you live in Kansas City and you're listening to us, who's your local news star? Send it to Chris. He will talk about them. 100%. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Now, I'll do I'm it. having lunch with her tomorrow. With Rosanna Scano? Yeah, she's spending the weekend with me in a couple of weekends. At the, her, resta her restaurant's awesome. Oh. I'll be there tomorrow. Come Ooh. see us. Potato right, I'm chips in. with the gorgonzola cheese on it. Yummy, yummy oh. in my tummy. Oh, man. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, okay, so let's talk about comedy these days. Yeah. You know, one of the, one of the and I knew we would get a text about this guy for some reason. I, hey, I love this Chris guy. Does he know Matt Reif? Sure. <laughs> Sure, of course. Who doesn't know Matt Wright? I, I mean, mean, talk about this. This is one of the many great yes. comedy stories. Yes. Right? So Matt Reif represents how comedy has evolved. Like, I started in 2010, right? And in 2010, there wasn't the internet. You know, there wasn't, you know, the ability to make clips and put clips out there. Of course, there wasn't TikTok or anything like that. And, you know... What's evolved with comedy now is it used to be long form. Everybody was going for their hour comedy special. Now it's short form. It's completely changed. Our sensibilities have changed. Our attention spans have changed. It's 100% changed. And the people who are still in the long form, if that's what they want to do, that's what they want to do. But the public is not consuming it this way anymore. They're consuming it the way Matt Reif put it out, which is short clips, crowd work. I think the beauty, the, the genius of Matt Reif to me is when I watch him as you know fellow comedian, I'm like, what he's doing is amazing because he's doing his comedy, which is great, but he's making the audience, they want to be, they feel like they can be 
a part of his videos too. So they're paying and being like, not only will I get to go see him, but I might actually be on his actual show, wow. which is a clip stream on TikTok. So you're like, the people don't, they feel like I'm taking a chance for, for myself to get fame, for myself to have my face in front of millions of people. So it's smart and genius. And the thing with Matt Reif is like anything else, there are no overnight successes. If you've just heard of Matt Reif now, Great, good, go to his shows, but we've known him. I mean, I've known Matt Rife for 10, 12 years. Isn't that crazy? He was 15 wow. years old at the comedy clubs in LA. Like, everybody knew about him. He was a 15-year-old kid that was doing comedy, and everybody was like, who is it? And now, you know, so he didn't come overnight. Like, there was no shortcuts with Matt. Well, he'll never be on our show. Yeah. I wish Matt, I had his lips. What? I really I, wish I had his lips. Yeah, why would he do the show? What about his abs? Get his abs. How about this? Double date. Me, you, Rosanna Scotto, Matt Rife. <laughs> 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 I'll tell you why Matt Rife will never be on our show. I have, I've, I've got his phone number. And one night, Alex and I were up drunk watching his... Back then, he had a YouTube special. I mean, he didn't have anything you know, beyond yeah. him. And uh, we're like, whoa. So I was texting him. You guys are... You're great. You're Come on the show. Whatever. And, and then uh, I think... I think we sent him a D pick. I'm not quite sure what happened. Sure, it wow. happens. I'm, ki I'm kidding. I yeah. did not do that. Z morning zoo. <laughs> I did not do that. No, I think we we irritated him. Now he yeah. now he doesn't need us. He sold he sells out. Doesn't need to come on the show. I'm anyway. calling Matt. You don't, see, you don't need us. You're selling out, but you yeah. show up. You're a friend. Scary Jones. He he was in Atlantic City the same time. He had a choice to see me at the Borgata or Matt Reif at Oceans, and he went and saw Matt Reif. <laughs> And he didn't come to the Borgata. Scary I hope they steal your credit card. Oh, my God. Oh You're my scary. God. <laughs> oh, my God. They did. Yeah. You're scary. I got a bigger name online, too. <laughs> you gotta go. That's an MGM property. Yeah. I'm sure my car's Yeah, gone. and then I saw him in the, He was at the Jonathan Peters day party, and I'm standing there, you know, with general admission. He's in private, drinking, having fun. I know. I'm standing there with a hot dog and a water. Sc scary. Idiot. Scary. His ultimate weekend is a W hotel with a foam oh, yeah. party at the pool. Yeah. Uh -huh. the hell? Wait, do, do people say to you, <gasps> You're from Staten Island. Do you know Pete Davidson? Of course, all the time. Yeah, right? of course. That's that's but Pete, you know Pete Davidson, Sal Volcano from the or all the Impractical Jokers, yeah. Vinny Guadagnino, oh. you know all those Joe Gatto, Staten Islanders. Loved, loved, Joe I Gatto, Joe. yeah, everybody. So uh, Joe yeah. Gatto is the nicest guy in the world, by the, the way. The best. Are you kidding me? I received. I just get these texts out of nowhere. He sent me one yesterday. Yeah, hey, hey man. By just, the way, guess, just thinking about you. Guess who was at? Guess who was sitting? Who paid for a ticket to come to my show at the Borgata? Joe Gatto. Not nice scary. guy. <laughs> Literally paid scary. for a ticket. Scary wouldn't even use his free ticket. Unbelievable. Yes, scary wants scumbag. to be in the background of a I'm Matt so Wright video. So bad. The hell? It's so bad. Dude, it's weird. <laughs> hey, look, Chris, I'm just, and I, I don't know if I said this when I saw you for the first moment today, but I just, congratulations. Thank you. On everything. And you have no idea, and I, I'm not trying to like harp on this, but just hear me out. You have no idea about how maybe a good dozen things stories you told us today are worth considering and life-changing and I'm, I'm not kidding i'm not full of crap here I'm, I'm i'm serious and how you handle your kids and how you handle your body your life your, everything you're really a positive wonderful guy and uh i'm hoping you're not like a sour bitch inside <laughs> do you throw plates behind closed doors <laughs> do, you, do you throw no do you throw plates no no I, no i really don't i i, I get what do i get angry i'm i i'm angry watching sports that's about there it everything go. else like i'm calm um, yeah that's all, it. all you yeah. country fans you get yelling yeah. at the tv yeah. but no in all sincerity thank you thank so you. much because you know me. you're doing what they say you you're leaving this room a much better place than you entered yeah. into it as so Thank you very much. I appreciate so it. So when Chris DeStefano comes to Kansas City, <laughs> yes, we expect you. If, if, by the way, if you don't live in KC, make sure you call your friends that live there and say, you got to go see this guy. Yeah.
It's not a petty thing. Oh. It's something that they, they need to see. What? We got one. What do we got? I live in Kansas City. I love to laugh. I have tickets to his show. I cannot wait. Not all people in Kansas City are duds. Love you guys. Oh. Yeah. We, we found one. Hey. Dude, there you go. Can you bring a small school to the <laughs> show? <laughs> exactly. We have about 900 open seats. Whoa, they, said, they said they would. If you it's bring like Matt Rife, if you, if you bring Matt Rife, they'll bring, bring their friends. I'll bring Matt Rife. I'll FaceTime Matt Rife on stage. <laughs> hey, hold on. Before you leave, uh, the name of your podcast. Podcast is who's Chrissy? I got that's me, Chrissy. Chrissy, uh, I call, I call my you know, for me, like my fans, like I know if they're a podcast listener, if they call me Chrissy, whatever, Chrissy, okay. this, Chrissy, the name that. of the podcast is Chrissy Chaos, and then I have a podcast called Hey Babe with Sal Volcano from the Impractical Jokers. But those are my two podcasts, and then ChrisDComedy.com for all. I'm on a whole stand up tour, a mini Matt Rife. <laughs> You're a maxi Matt. Yeah. But Chris, thank you for coming in thank here. You and after we sign off here, we're going to go take pictures. Don't take a picture with Scary. I'll tell you no. why. I'll tell you why. Oh, here. Well, for other reasons. Why, yeah. uh, anytime a celebrity passes away, he's the, the guy who always has to post a photo of him with that celebrity. Okay. So if, God forbid, an air conditioner falls out a window here in Manhattan when you walk out, it will be published this afternoon. Well, I'll, we'll take a picture together, and I'll do what's scary, but I'm going to turn my back like I'm Sia. Do yes. <laughs> do it. Sia, we love her, too. Yeah. All right. Chris Stefano, thank you for coming in. Thank you, And guys. congratulations on everything. Hi. Hi. How are you? We're doing so well. Go. Elvis Duran and the Morning Show. Choose the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Call or go to statefarm.com today to create your State Farm personal price plan. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary.